Hello all, this is Blonde-Haired Girl. I woke up this morning in the middle of the bed. <laughs> I had gotten this idea, like, um, out on social media, just a social, I, I spend too much time on social media, maybe, um, but like somebody had talked about, you know, like what side of the bed, you know, I usually sleep on one side of the bed and I try to change it up. I really do because energetically I try to change things. I, I do this quite a bit. Like I try to brush my teeth with my left hand or, um, when I'm going upstairs, I try to switch it up. I don't always lead with my right or my left. I really try to change it up. Um, for my brain, I think it's good for our brain to, and our muscles and everything in our, in our body. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> um, I woke up this morning thinking about, about it, about me and it's going on four years of me being single again. Uh, the last time, the last stretch was six and a half years. And now I'm into four years. Um, and so I, I'm not really sure what to say about that. I, I don't really know why my life has gone this way, but it, it, it just has. But I woke up and I was thinking today is a very special day in my, in my life. Uh, it was the day that my youngest child was born. And I wanted to talk a little bit about that in this podcast. Uh, if you're not interested in birth, you can stop now and turn it off because this entire uh, podcast is going to be about his, his, well, I don't, I don't know his, his, just him, but so I was, um, this was another time where I, well, I was a single mom and I had met his dad and, and we had, we had dated for a while and then we, we broke up for like a year and then we started seeing each other again. And then like within six weeks I was pregnant, but I didn't know it yet. We had, we had gone on this trip and I was on a beach in um, Santa Barbara, uh, California. I'm on this beach and I'm laying and I'm, I'm actually, I take a nap. I fall asleep on the beach and I have like a, cause I have very, very sensitive skin. I have to wear sunscreen and everything in the sun. And I had just covered myself up. So I'm like, I'm, I don't know if I had a jacket on me or what, but I was completely covered from head to toe. And I fell asleep on the beach. And I, I come out of this sleep and I have this vision. I have this vision of this. He was probably about four years old, maybe five. And I couldn't see his face full on, but I could see his hair. And I heard this, I heard, what I heard in my head was, 
you're going to be okay. It's going to be okay. So at this point, I knew I had not taken any pregnancy tests, and I knew that I could possibly be pregnant. <laughs> um, people often ask, you know, it's like, how did this happen? Okay, well, I'm going to tell you how this happened. So I had, I had, because I wasn't generally on like any kind of birth control because I, I, birth control was not good for me. I just, I don't know. It just was not, I, I've been a person who's been prone to anxiety, depression, these kinds of things in my whole life. And so when I was on birth control, it just wasn't really good, but when his dad and I got back together, I ran over and promptly got on birth control pills because I really didn't, you know, want to have a baby. I mean, it's not that I didn't want to have a baby, but like I just, but anyway, so I take the the pills and then they're in this circular packet. And the outer circle are your pills and the inner circle are your placebos or whatever. <laughs> and, and I put in the second packet. So I go to take the second packet and I take the placebos instead of the real pills. I didn't start at the beginning. I started in the circle because that's what I had been doing in the last pack. So I took the wrong pills and, and then this baby was conceived. So I go through the, the, I was really scared. It was, it was about, it was a while that I was, I mean, I was really scared. I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, in the sense that I was just really frightened. I didn't, I was a single mom. I, I, I didn't just move in with his dad. Uh, I just, I knew that having another baby was going to set me back in, in whatever, in the field that I was in. It was really bizarre too, because it was the last semester. I mean, the last class of my master's degree in counseling that I, that I find out that I'm pregnant. And so I, I, but then at some point I just really had a piece about it and, and then like telling everyone, oh my gosh, because I come from a very traditional, like my mom's a Catholic and my, my sisters are like Bible Christian. I'm just sitting there. My family is going to lose it on me getting pregnant. I'm not married. You know what I mean? Like this was like scandalous. And, and I, I, um, so I'll never forget. I, 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 I remember a lot of times going, oh my God, my mom is going to kill me. And then I would think, oh yeah, she already knows. Now, now I was older at this point. I was like, I was in my thirties. Um, I wasn't like a young person, but I was still <laughs> pretty scared. Um, so I'm still living in, in the place that I'm living in until pretty much the pretty the end. And then um, my son's dad, my, I guess I could just call him my, my boyfriend at that point, because we did indeed get married later. But 
he he gets me a place, so he buys this place in um actually in the forest um it was really, really cute, this little place for actually the four of us because I had two children at this point so so i'm I'm living in this little place in the forest <laughs> and um and I would go sometimes and stay with him. So like on weekends, sometimes I would stay with my boyfriend and, and then, you know, but then it was getting closer and closer and closer. And I had gained so much weight. I, <laughs> okay, so let me back up. So I had, I had a midwife. I, I, I opted out of a regular, like, gynecologist I I wanted a midwife I wanted to have a home birth I the other thing is is that his other child was born in this house the house that he was living in and I just thought it would be really cool if both of his children were born in that house so but I also did not want anybody messing with this baby because I had my oldest son is autistic and his birth was terrible, like terrible. I couldn't even think about it for two weeks without crying. It was horrible. And so, and then I had a daughter in between, but I didn't know that my son was autistic when I got pregnant with my daughter. I didn't know that. And so I had the baby at the hospital with the same gynecologist and the obstetrician or whatever. Um, and it was interesting because she wasn't even my, my, she was like the person on call. So I never even had my, the doc, the doctor that I actually went to see throughout my pregnancies deliver my child. She never even delivered my child. It was always this other person. I don't know why that was always happening to me, but so I'd opted out of, you know, this nonconformist, nonconformist had opted out of having this baby in a hospital. So I saw a midwife, <laughs> um, and just an aside, I thought it was so interesting. I, at the time I was taking my oldest son to a clinic in Phoenix uh, it was Children's Rehabilitative Services. So I was taking him regularly to this clinic to be, it was a teaching hospital and he was being tracked by first-rate doctors. I mean, these were like really good doctors so he could get everything there. And I'm not really sure why I was taking him at, I mean, they would just send me these random, you need to be here at this day and this time. And so I just took him, you know. And at the time, so I, at the time I had, I had my daughter, my son, and then I was way pregnant. So I go in and this, um, this pediatrician is like something about, um, I want to say Fitz's disease. And it's just so bizarre. Like what the hell is Fitz's disease? Well, fifth disease is the fifth of the childhood diseases. And so 
And so I ended up, um, she ended up like, you know, you, your baby could be compromised because I guess she was saying that I had fifth disease. I don't know if somehow she could see that I had fifth disease. And she said, you, you, she goes, who's your, your, you know, your, your obstetrician or what? I hope I'm saying the right doctor. <laughs> I can't be sure. <laughs> and he's like, she's like, are you seeing the right, um, OBGYN, right? <laughs> um, and, and I said, I don't have one. I have a home. I have a, a, um, a midwife and oh my God, this lady liked to lose her mind. She's like, you could be compromising your baby. You, your baby could be born with birth defect. I mean, she's like berating me. And so my obstetrician insta ends up ordering these ultrasounds. I have to have all of these ultrasounds. It was, oh my God. So anyway, so I'm taking these birthing classes, which didn't start to happen until getting closer to his birth. And I am utterly petrified. They're, they're showing these like, um, these women giving birth and these women are like pretty calm and they're like in this warm water and they're, they're like moaning and they're, you know, like meditating and whoa, you know, and I'm just looking and I'm like, I am not a birth, birthing goddess. I just was like, there is no way that this is going to be my experience. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> there's just no way this is going to be my experience. Um, so I would go home and cry. I'd be like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this, but you know, this is what I've chosen and this is what I'm going to do. And uh, I guess I'm a pretty determined person. So, so this is just kind of weird. So it just goes on and on and on. I, and I am huge, my friends. And, and I gained a ton of weight, partly because my my kind <laughs> of my midwife said I could eat whatever I wanted, and I could eat as much ice cream as I wanted, and I did. <laughs> I ate so much ice cream. I was huge. I mean, and I took these like really special pill, like prenatal vitamins that were like very special. Obviously I did something right. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I was just huge. But so at the time, every single year on the 22nd of March, we would go to, to Phoenix, to the cemetery because my, uh, God, this is, this is so weird. The juxtapose of, of, or just the dichotomy of these two days, like right by each other. Um, but my my nephew, who was twelve years old at the time, passed away of cancer on the twenty second of March of two thousand ninety nine. And and my it was it was just so strangely my niece's fourteenth birthday. So my niece was 14 and my nephew passed away on the same day. 
So every year on my niece's birthday, everybody would get together at my nephew's graveside and they would shoot off rockets because he liked shooting off rockets. So we pack up the whole family. So there were, there were, at the time, there were five of us. So we had myself, my significant other, and then the three children were in the back seat of, at the time, he had this cute little, <laughs> I think it was like a Cadillac, this like, <laughs> it was a really cute car. Um, and we, we went down to like this lazy river. So we go and we're staying at this resort at this lazy river and we're going to go to the gravesite and like the midwife is, I mean, she's thinking this is a good thing because at this point I'm overdue. I was, I was actually due on the 17th of March. So I'm overdue now and I'm huge. I'm talking, <laughs> people would stop me like, are you having twins? I'm like, no, <laughs> there's no excuse for me. <laughs> And so, um, and so, but I was huge with all my children, but I was particularly huge with this one. So was, I'm sitting by this lazy river and, and, and they're all in the lazy river and I'm not, I'm, I'm sitting by the pool and this man is like talking to me. He's like, you need to get back to Phoenix because you're going to have this baby on the I-17 and I'm laughing. I'm like, cause that's not the way I have babies. I know you know, I, I feel really confident that I'm not just gonna give birth, you know, in a car. So, <laughs> um, but so we end up, um, going to, to sleep. So we go to sleep and about, I want to say like 12 o'clock, the stroke of 12, um, AM. So the middle of the night, I, I go to the bathroom and I'm like, okay, we're on, you know, I feel this, I, I just knew it. And, um, so he, <laughs> it was really strange. I don't remember much except he just threw the kids in the car. I mean, he just like, and this was not the way I planned this, my friends. Like I thought that I was going to be, somebody would be taking care of my children when I was giving birth to this child. <laughs> That's not the way it went down. Anyway, so he, he, um, so he throws the kids in the car and then we call the midwife and, and we get to the house and they're all preparing everything, you know, and he, and he had this like really beautiful, big bathtub. And so, you know, I was all excited. I'm like, I'm going to have a home birth. I'm going to be a birthing goddess, you know? <laughs> um, and so I'm, I'm like trying, I'm, and so I'm getting through, through, I'm actually getting through the things that were really scaring me. I'm like, okay, you know, and, and they're like, okay, you can start like trying to push. So I'm in the bathtub and things are really getting worse. And at some point, I I think I was really talking very irrationally, and and at this point, I'm not sure exactly what time it was. It doesn't really even matter. Um, but um, the midwife says to me something that 
has stayed with me my ever since. She said, it's going to get worse before it gets better. And I don't know why that was so helpful for me, but it really was. And so I, I'm trying to push in the bathtub and it's just not happening. I'm. It seems like I'm making headway, but then he's just like going back in. So I'm like, okay, this isn't going to work. So I get out of the bathtub and I'm, I'm laying, I'm on, on my significant other's bed and I'm like, I'm trying all of these different positions. Like I'm, I'm laying on my back. Okay. That's not working. Okay. Then I'm, I'm like, like, I'm sorry. Like I'm on all fours. I'm trying and that's really not working. I'm like, okay, none of this is working. And, and then my friend had told me that she, she had a home birth and, and that, the way that she had this baby was to sit on, on like a stool. They have these actual birthing stools that you can actually buy. But so he goes, my significant other runs and he gets me this little stool. So I sit on it. Okay. So, <laughs> so what, what ends up happening is, is that the baby is like really flopped weirdly. He's like, like flopped very strangely. And, and he, so he's not like, like up and down. He's, his body is flopped over. So they asked my significant other to get behind me and kind of hold the baby up so the baby can like, you know, come out. And, and mind you, okay, so then he does. So he's behind me holding this baby up for three hours. It took three hours. This is the way I remember it. It may not be accurate, but this is my memory of it, that it took three hours for me. Um, and this was the weirdest thing. So the contraction would, I would have a contraction and I would be, I'm sorry, but this is the truth. I would be screaming like, hair curling screams I would just be screaming like well like I don't know how and somebody didn't call the police I really don't um with and then the contraction would stop and I would be in like euphoria I would just be like oh god everything is right with the world it was like I was filled with all of these like elated hormones so, and then the contraction would come on and I would scream and then it would go away and I'd be, oh, oh, you know, I mean, it was, it was the weirdest thing. But then finally, at some point, the, one of the midwives, cause there were three people there. So there were two seasoned midwives and then there was this, there was an intern and the intern was listening to my son's heartbeat. And there was a look on her face. I don't know, because it would have been three hours of this, you know. So I don't know what happened, but I actually say it was like the grace of God just came upon me. And I was like, I just, when the contraction came, I just pushed. And 
The only way I know how to describe this experience is that it felt like I was torn in two. It felt like I, like my body was literally torn in two. I cannot describe exactly the amount of pain that this particular experience, like when people asked me at the time, I said it was an 11 out of 10. It was an 11. I mean, it was just so over the top, like this pain. And, but it seemed like, as I remember it, it wasn't like these normal, like, like, the head comes out and then, okay, push again. And then the shoulders or whatever, it wasn't like that. It was like I pushed and they were like kind of scrambling to catch him. (laughs) And I remember, I remember just him. I remember his face and he was just looking at all of us and and there were well, there was just me and the midwives and my significant other. The children were not in the room, um, but and 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 so he and he was just so. I mean, like I don't even know how to describe this, but anyway, so they go to weigh him, and this baby was ten pounds seven ounces. He was 10 pounds, 7 ounces. He was huge. He was like this three-month-old baby. (laughs) I'm like, I'm serious. He was just, and he was so perfectly formed. I don't even know how to describe how perfect this baby was. (laughs) And he came out, and we were just two peas in a pod. We were just always together and and that was another thing that I wasn't I really, really tried to nurse my first two children. I tried and I I just couldn't tolerate it. I just I I know I sound like, you know, a wuss or whatever, but I just it was really like I was not the sensation that I was, I couldn't tolerate it. I, and it was just too much. And I, I ended up bottle feeding my first two children, but I was just hellbent that I was going to nurse this child. And, and I also, I want to tell you, I didn't really have very many people in my life that were really supportive of me having a home birth. And so I just didn't tell him. I didn't tell, I didn't tell my mom when I went into labor. I mean, she was very upset. She's like, you know, she could not believe that I was going to have this baby at home and friends and all of this. Um, But I had this one friend that was very supportive and she was also very supportive of me nursing, which was something that I didn't have with my first two children. Like, I I didn't have like people around me who were going to support me nursing this child and it um but my friend she called me every day and I just was helping and I just and it was it was hard it was hard for about a month I I 
just every single day and I forced myself because one was harder than the other. One side was harder than the other and I just like forced myself. And, and then I have to tell you, it was just the hormones that a woman gets from nursing a baby are incredible. Like I was so much more mentally healthy with this child. Like my first two children, I, I have to tell you, and nothing having to do with them, but my hormones were so terrible that I likened to throw myself in front of a bus. I mean, I was, I was really, the postpartum was just too much. Um, but, um, but he, but this little baby just, he was so incredibly amenable. Like he, he, I don't even remember him crying very much except this one night when I really, really tried to sleep train him because <laughs> he, to that point, he had been sleeping with me, which is really controversial. Like there's a lot of schools of thought that say that you should not sleep with your child, that babies get suffocated. And I don't know why I didn't worry about it, but my baby slept with me and <laughs> he ended up sleeping with us. Um, for like a long time, um, just like the sweetest little guy. Oh my God. Uh, he, and he, but I tried to sleep train him and he just screamed. I mean, he just screamed. He just wasn't gonna, <laughs> and I was like, forget it. I wasn't willing to like deal with that. So I just put him in, you know, and it, and it was hard because he didn't sleep. He wasn't a great sleeper. And so, um, but, and my work situation was like that he wasn't really ever that much in childcare. Like he, I took him to this, well, I took him to this one and they fired him. They said, please don't bring him back because <laughs> he just cried and cried and cried. And I, I think I gave her a bottle of like breast milk or whatever. And, um, but she just said, please don't bring him back. Cause he just cried and cried and cried with, with her. But, um, so I got this other childcare person and he just, he was just so cute, this little guy. And I, I worked like, like really, really, really part time, but and it was it was just like the sweetest time and he and my daughter my daughter just loved him so much when he was like this baby like she just she was always hugging him and kissing him and um and i i'm gonna end this podcast in a second but i want to tell you all this this story um but i was i was so poor i mean i really was I was incredibly poor, but and my significant other had bought my children a number of toys, but they were at his house. We weren't living together at the time. And um and I I just I I bought what I could afford and I and so I had I had bought both my kids to, like a a toy. And then I had put stuff in their stockings 
but I decided to not put anything in my youngest stocking because to save money. And then the next day, <laughs> my daughter noticed. She goes, where's, why didn't Santa bring anything for, you know, her brother? <laughs> it was so sad. We always called it our welfare Christmas, but I got, the, <laughs> but I got this, <laughs> our welfare Christmas. <laughs> but I got this, um, um, uh, this picture and they looked so happy like with just their one little present they just looked so happy my children it was so sweet I don't remember I don't remember if I um how that Christmas went like I don't remember uh, if I had gone down to Phoenix because normally I, I went down to Phoenix to be with my family on like Christmas Eve. We always had our traditions. But anyway, he, he it's his birthday today. And he is not yet born. He was born at about like nine nine forty seven. So I went into labor at twelve and then I had him at nine. So it would be between nine and ten nine thirty and ten in the morning. And um gave birth to this perfect little cherub <laughs> he was just he was just the cutest little thing just a really neat person he's uh he's now studying to be an aeronautical engineer he's a really smart really capable extremely handsome young man i am incredibly blessed i um for years my my daughter used to always say that I loved my oldest son the most <laughs> because he he did get a bit more of my attention because he was diagnosed autistic. I will admit that. But so I just finally gave up and I said, Yeah, he's he's my favorite. I, I just couldn't I couldn't always be trying to convince her that <laughs> I didn't have a favorite, but I didn't have a favorite. I love all three of my children exactly the like like exactly the same amount. Like I just love all three of them. They're just amazing people and amazing and and they're different, but they're just they never cease to amaze me. I'm incredibly fortunate. Um and that my son that was born on the 23rd of March you know I used to say that he saved my life and in so many ways he did he I was so happy with him we were just I just remember all the times of just like laying in a hammock with him and and just sleeping and he just I was you know, he was always just with me and just a very, very special little being. And uh, I just didn't get that with my first two. I didn't have that same. Um, uh, I was I was incredibly nervous with them. Um, and I, I don't remember. I mean, I remember being very, very close to them and and hugging them and cuddling them a lot but 
there was something about nursing this baby that that was a very bonding experience but anyway so happy birthday to one of the greatest joys of my life my youngest son anyway i appreciate you listening and i'll be back with other other things <laughs>